he's a little bit weird. He kind of likes different things, but they're all like they're all like homies together. They're all they're all the same. They're all they're all friends. That's like descendants. They're so fucking bizarre. They're so different than everybody else that came out at this time. But everybody accepted them. Everybody liked them because they were honest and they were good at their instruments and they worked fucking hard. Yeah, it's they, unreal. They really did. What? So the yes, yes, yes. They y- uh yes. <laughs> welcome back to asinine radio a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well that's pretty much it so uh let's go Oh man, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, a different artist, and we break down one of their records. We get really into it and we try to have a good time while we're doing it. Uh, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, especially. Give us five stars and five stars only. Please go do that. Tell all your friends. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number if you want to give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And um, that's it for the the boring-ass intro. So what are we doing today, Jeff? We are doing uh, Milo Goes to College by The Descendants. Or Descendants. Descendants formed in 1977 in Manhattan Beach, California by Frank Nevada, Nevada, whatever you pronounce, on guitar and vocals, and David Nolte on vocals and guitar. They currently have eight full-length records, four EPs, three live albums, and three compilations, but what we're doing today is Milo Goes to College. It is the band's first album, and it was released September 4th, 1982. The album features Milo Ackerman on vocals, Frank Nevada, Nevada on guitar, Tony Lombardo on bass, and Bill Stevenson on drums. Now, Jeff, what is your origin story with this band, Descendants? Go. I have a lot of a lot of fun a lot of fun tidbits here that, that will go in, in, in sort of chronological uh, order if that's if that pleases the court. <laughs> yes, go whatever. This is your pod. You can do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> 
if that pleases the court, sure. Okay. So so first first being um, Sublime. Sublime's 40 Ounces to Freedom that came out. Um, I don't think I listened to it when, like, right, when, right when it came out because I would have been like, what, five or six or seven or something. But that was definitely an early album in, uh, I don't know, in, in my listening stuffs. Mm-hmm. Fuck. But um, they, they did a cover of Hope on there, and, and that song's fucking fantastic. And I knew that it was by the Descendants. Didn't care. Whatever. Never dove into it. Um, fast forward years later, uh, MXPX did a cover of Suburban Home on one of their cover albums. They're called like On the Cover. There's one and two. And they did a cover of Suburban Home. I knew that was a Descendants cover. Still didn't didn't really care. Okay, that's cool. Like I like that song by MSPX a lot. So like, why would I listen to Descendants version? Don't care. And then uh, fast forward to like when I was in the police academy, one of the guys that that like I would say like he was the person I, I talked to the most in the academy because we had a lot of similar interests in, in music, especially. But like one of his favorite bands, if not his favorite band, was Descendants, and he would always tell me like all the fucking time like you gotta listen, you gotta listen, you gotta listen. I was like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't I know, listen dude. to a lot of like good music, man. Like, I'm like, shit oh, I don't know, dude. Like, like fucking like, Pinkerton. Like Pinkerton is better than Pinkerton. Then I'm not gonna listen to it, dude. So that that was another yeah. one. And then uh, and then and then when I bought this huge record lot of like two thousand records, and it was like ninety percent soundtracks, but there was <laughs> there was this this Descendants album in there, and it was called Liveage, and it's their live album, dude. <laughs> and, and I listened to it, and, and I was I thought the same thing. It sounded like it on. It was your live album, and it, <laughs> and I, I I listened I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fucking good. And this was right around either we had already talked about uh. doing it, or this was like the catalyst for doing it. But like at almost the same day that I got this, because I think I got all those records on like a Thursday or something. The next day, over on jam night at the neighbor's house. The bass player that we jammed with, friend of the pod, Phil, was talking about mm. how great like the Descendants bass player was. I was like, really? Like, I'm, I don't know about that. Like, I've never heard of him. Therefore, he's not good. And so he's like, no, dude, he's fucking really, really good. Like, it's fantastic. <laughs> and so then, like, I just like, wow, it just so happened that I got this live Descendants album. And so it all kind of came together really, really fast. And so then mm. we decided to do it, and uh, that's that's really it. Like, honestly, like my origin story, my true, true origin story, is like weeks prior to us doing the album yeah, like, yeah truthfully and this week was going to be like a throwaway week too just something to get through really quickly because we actually had big plans for next week like a really really big plan for next week but that ended up getting postponed so this is really supposed to be a throwaway it but really it ended was. up being way cooler and uh way more exciting because like you my origin story is i didn't care about this band i I knew about them through other bands like Blink, through Sublime, like you said. I have always known about them, and anytime I've tried to go listen to them, I'm just like, uh, I like the Sublime version better. I like the Blink version better. That's how it's always been. I've I've never cared to take a deeper dive. I don't know why, because so many bands cite them as like one of their their favorite, the most inspirational bands. This is Fat Mike says Descendants is his favorite band of all time. Milo Ghost College is his favorite record of all time. You know, Blink have always said that Descendants are they're they're essentially a Descendants knockoff band. Um, you know, and and going through and listening to this, I can totally see it. I mean, you know, bands from you know Blink to the Vandals to Green Day to Guttermouth to fucking every band 
a little bit of their band of that band sounds like the descendants it's it's yeah. it's amazing it's it's amazing but the the first time i actually really sat down and listened to any descendant song was after um plus 44 covered christmas vacation and i think it was 2006 or 2007 and i sat down and i listened to to the descendant to the descendants version and i just was like eh, just brushed it off like nothing like i didn't care because i didn't great. care that song was not oh, that great that's wrong um it's not but yeah so, so i never went back until honestly this week really this week was when i when i actually listened to milo goes to college in its entirety and i fucking loved it and if you want to hear how we feel about all the other records go listen to the ranking that's rankings episode because that was a good one but uh yeah that, that's my that's my origin story I just didn't care until this week at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, boy. Okay, so um, let's start here. Do we have any stinkers? No. There are no stinkers on this album. I agree. And I, and agree. I think, honestly, I think every song on this on this album is a banger, and I just I didn't want to list fucking 15 bangers because that's just too much work for me. So yeah, I, 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 I did my top three, and then I had high Bs, mid Bs, and then low Bs. That's okay, you're changing it up a little bit. Because I, I don't want to fucking rank, like go back and then delete. No, this is a this is for sure better than this one. That's just too much time. I don't want to do. <laughs> because I truly, yeah. there every single song on this album, I think is fantastic in some way. I agree with you. Uh, I have I have eight Bs on here. Uh, the rest are, are are great, but they don't. They're kind of. I don't want. They're not filler. They're just. They right. mesh in with with other with other songs. It's still fa- a fantastic record, and the songs are great. Well, but, list uh, off uh, list off your non Bs, and then then we can just get those out of the way, or I can I can tear your head off. You can for scream being at so me. wrong, yeah. <laughs> My non Bs. Uh, I want to be a bear. Okay. Is that, is that okay with you? That's a high B. Okay, so we don't need to talk about that. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, M sixteen. Okay, that's a mid tier B. Mid tier B. I'm not a punk. Uh, that's a low B. Okay. What else we got here? Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty is a low B. Okay. We're uh, we're surprisingly on the same but level. You, but 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 you're getting down to the the, the fucking the my my top threes are 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 I think in the bottom tier here <laughs> uh, on the bottom. All right. Uh, marriage. Fucking stoop. That is my that's my two B. Are you serious? Is it really? Oh, marriage. Yeah. I. I did mean, you, to me, this what? is. Did you this, listen to the fucking song? I did. I did. Do you want to get into this right now, or what do you yeah, want to do? Yeah, before I get too angry. So yeah, <laughs> okay. marriage is my two. Yeah, this song on. is fu- so fucking good. The way the song drops into the verses is my favorite part of this entire album. Like that part alone is my favorite. I think it's fucking fantastic. It goes from just kind of like lightheartedness to just straight jam, just straight rock. It is amazing. It is heavy. It is aggressive. It jumps right in there, and I love it banger of a song see i i thought this is more of a straightforward punk song for them i don't feel like it it really did anything that different i mean there was some cool like drumming that was like surf surf influenced but i mean the vocals were pretty melodic but there's nothing i don't know there there wasn't anything here that was better than than the bangers it was just run-of-the-mill descendants punk that's not a bad thing by any means i mean that's fucking completely false i that's that's un- unfortunately you, what you just said is is wrong and we're probably gonna get a a letter for being fake news or something from <laughs> facebook but that's that that's fine and god dude it's so it's so catchy it's so funny it's so stupid 
But okay, we, yeah. we, we can move forward because I have some. We have so many other things. To I, talk I about. did. I did think that. I mean, the vocals were really, really snotty. I, I did like that, but because at this time he didn't do a lot of the snotty vocals. It wasn't until some. I feel like some of the later records where he really kind of doubled down on that. But it was okay. it was good. It was okay. a good song. Good song. Uh, so, and then and then uh, bikeage. That's that's a high B, man. That is that really a high, high B? B. For you? Fucking yeah, hell, this dude. dude. That bass intro is so damn catchy. And like overall, this is the most pop punk song on this album. Like, so it's cool we get bits yeah. and pieces because like I'm not a loser and Suburban Home both have like elements of pop punk to it. And then Bikeage is like their first true pop punk song. And then that bleeds into the next album of like a true pop punk album. But this is like if we're trying to like get into like where the pop punk started, then this is I think this song itself is it. This is it. Yeah, I, I mean, this is one of the longer songs on the record at 2 minutes and 14 seconds. And uh, this is also one of the few songs where uh, Frank uses palm mutes. Yeah. You know, he, I, I, I never realized that until I did my final listen through on this record. And I'm like, there's only one other song outside of this where he does like palm mutes during the verses. And it's it just, I was just shocked. I was really, really shocked. And because of that, the guitars and really the songs on this on this I mean the 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 song itself reminds me a lot of what I hear on Green Day's Kerplunk. Like Green Day pretty much took this song and Milo the entirety of Milo Goes to College and tried to replicate it with Kerplunk. That's what that is. It's just cool. I mean Green Day's I mean Kerplunk is fantastic, but it was so so fucking influenced by this band and this record. Yeah. Um and those the palm mutes alone, like those palm mutes alone, like that's this is the first song that incorporated palm mutes like into the song rather than just one little teeny tiny part. Otherwise, the guitars on this album are just like along for the ride. They just right. They and, exist, and, and, and it's not bad though. It's not a bad thing. You're right, and but yet so many people, so many people rave and talk about Frank's guitar playing and his use of the downstrokes and just kind of how aggressive he is and. That may be, but the riffs aren't very strong. The riffs themselves aren't very strong. Like, yeah, maybe his attitude and his stage presence is one thing, but the actual songs themselves, I don't feel feel like his riffs are very strong at all. But I mean, what do I know? What do we know? We know everything. I mean, first of all. <laughs> so yeah, first, bikeage. First, okay, bikeage. Do we have anything else on it, or, or should we get into no, the lyrics? Fine. We haven't gotten into any lyrics. Well, I mean, this we have other songs to talk about that are more important to you and me. Eh, Except for true. marriage, marriage is so good. I, honestly, like you, you missed a boat on marriage. Everything else, I thought you're Maybe. pretty good on. You missed a boat on marriage. Like really, really listen to marriage and listen to the transitions going into the verses, and it's like, holy fuck, man, this is like barrels right in there. It just. I swear, dude, like, I swear at some point I have heard, like, Sublime in their thrash days do a cover of Marriage, or it just sounds a lot like another song that they've done. The way it transitions in those verses is something that Sublime, thrash Sublime, would do. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the song is just a straightforward punk song. Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't stand out. It's just... But it's also catchy on top of that. Like, the yeah, melody yeah. is there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, like, Black Flag was, was another really cool week that we did. But like, dude, comparing like Black Flag and Descendants, it's it's so you can't fun. Do it. You can though, you can because they're yeah, they're, no. they're fucking contemporaries, and Black Flag wouldn't be shit without one of the members from the Descendants. Well, no, like, that's true. 
Like he, Bill but, Stevenson was one of the guys who like pushed Black Flag to be better. Like you said, like like Greg Ginn and stuff. Like he's just not that great. He's just not. Bill Stevenson is that great. He, he knows how to be better. He practiced a lot. These guys practice a ton, and he got better. They did a lot of more instrumentals. They did a lot more kind of like edgy stuff. But really, the the only thing that that you can really com- fairly compare to Black Flag is is all, is the album all. That's it. Because they took what, Black, like like we said on the rankings, they took what Black Flag was doing after Damage and refined it. And I don't want to say maybe, I don't want to say perfected it, but they just refined it and made it just more pleasant to, to listen to at times. Because Greg Ginn just kind of goes off and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing most of the time. He, he doesn't. He, he has an idea. He just doesn't have any execution. Correct. Not, not Correct. any execution. He just doesn't have the execution that he thinks he does or he, yeah. that he wants, I should say. He wants. And we love those Black Flag records. I mean, yeah, no, for like sure. Almost every Black Flag record, outside of one of them, I I really really enjoy. So, but but like I was I was uh, dude I I was pretty blown away by Black Flag. But this album, this album right here, I have not been blown away by an album like this. I don't even know when. I I, I honestly cannot remember a time when I was this blown away by an album in my contemporary life. My life. This is okay. This was unreal. This was unfucking real to me. I cannot believe that this was that good. I mean, I I could list you a million reasons why this album is perfect. And I, spoilers, this is a perfect album. There's Whoa. a million reasons why this album is absolutely perfect. And it's 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 playing shows. It's playing it's playing concerts with with these contemporary bands, these hardcore punk bands that are screaming about how much they hate Reagan and and how fucking all these things suck. And it's like, no, dude, I just I don't know. I, I just want a nice house. I just want to be a punker for a little bit and have a nice house. Like literally, that's, there's no deeper meaning in most of these fucking yeah. songs. There's I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little broken hearted because of a girl. Like, like nothing, nothing that? is like overly sad. You, you know, it's just yeah. This is a, there, this is a period of music where coming out of the '70s, where we're like hardcore punk, and I have another hot take too about the punk and pop punk and stuff. But they coming out of the the late '70s and coming into the '80s where punkers were, were perceived as like essentially gang members they were perceived yeah, as gang members yeah. and police were, were always present we talked about the black flag episode police were always present at that black flag shows so police were always present at like descendant shows but yeah. it's like we're they're two totally different bands the descendants are like are like that guy who's like super white but grows up in like a like a predominantly black neighborhood but because he's like kind of like been through the shit of everybody else they 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 like everybody's one even though He's a little bit weird. He kind of likes different things, but they're all like they're all like homies together. They're all they're all the same. They're all they're all friends. That's like descendants. They're so fucking bizarre. They're so different than everybody else that came out at this time. But everybody accepted them. Everybody liked them because they were honest and they were good at their instruments and they worked fucking hard. Yeah, it's they, they really did. Wait, so the yes, 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 they uh, yes. <laughs> yes they worked hard but they also took a lot of breaks they just kind of went with the flow they never pushed themselves as a band like to put out more music you know they they only did things when they felt comfortable or when they when pretty much when milo wanted to be in the band really that's what it comes down to it's crazy though it's crazy though i'm gonna interrupt you right here dude it's crazy though because Bill has talked about like one of the reasons why people like come and go is because they want to be better. They want to tour more, and and like Tony Lombardo 
like the reason like okay so suburban home is my favorite song by the descendants hands down that's my number one song fucking okay. perfect song that's one of the greatest like pop on songs of all time that i Ooh. that song blew me away it is <laughs> god yeah, i got i honestly got chills i i could not fucking believe how good that song was but that song is it was was written by tony lombardo and the song's mm-hmm. about him wanting just like a, a home he just wants to be like a square and, and buy a house yeah. and like mm-hmm. have kids but like, there's no deeper meaning to that. That's what he really wanted. He didn't want to be like a <laughs> punk rocker. He didn't want to do these things. He had fun doing it. Uh, granted, he's a lot older than they were, like 15, By 20 like years 15 older years, than they yeah. were. But like, that's what he wanted to do. His his goal in life. He became like a like a mailman. <laughs> that's for what several I was going to say. He, no, he was a mailman until he retired in 2005. Yeah, he. That, all he wanted that was, was just his career. Suburban was Home was, was reality. Like this is a band that are just they're fucking real, dude. Like they're talking about stuff that <laughs> is true. Yeah, okay, fuck Reagan. Every other fucking band says fuck Reagan. All these bands from the 80s say fuck Reagan. Who gives a shit? Who fucking cares? But when you're on stage in front of a bunch of skinhead punkers and you say like, oh, a marriage and talk about like how I want to get married or how you want to fucking, I don't know, buy a suburban house like that, that takes some balls, right? Anybody can get fucking jacked like Henry <laughs> Rollins and, and shit talk the crowd or, or be a Mark Atkins and spit on people. But like, I don't know, man, it takes it takes some real some real gall to be true, to be honestly true. Because like who the yeah. fuck doesn't want have stability, financial stability in their life? If you don't want, then you're silly. That's just silly boy talk. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Fucking totally silly agree. boy talk. I love the honesty of it. And and it also reminds me of, you know, that kind of mentality reminds me of, you know, nineties vandals, nineties and two thousand and up to until modern vandals. Like they, they just kinda do it for fun. They're not there to make a statement they're not there to to just blow up and be the super famous band they're just doing it to hang out and have a have a fucking blast doing it that's, that's all they're that's all it's for that's the biggest difference between any band ever and the descendants except for the vandals because even no effects no effects has become this mm-hmm. conglomerate and they've done it for a long time but they've tried to hide it cool i get it you have your own label that's money under the table <laughs> but like the vandals <laughs> The Vandals are are just like truly in it for fun, and I don't yeah, I yeah. don't always get that from No Effects. I, I I get like like the party aspect, the drugs aspect, the drinking aspect, but I don't get like they're having a lot of fun. But I do always get that, no matter the release. I have always gotten that from the Vandals, and after like three albums deep of the Descendants, I was like, holy fuck, man, this is the Vandals. Like this is yeah. Oh, the, totally. The Vandals like like probably idolize these guys like they they're the same fucking band it's amazing yeah. it's so cool i mean the the, van, the vandals really started like maybe what two years after descendants did but i mean what we now know is the vandals which really started like in 88 um like the modern day vandals you know right that's when more what i'm referring to not, yeah, yeah 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 when joe when then they they replaced steve-o with dave and everything like that and then freeze came along but that that's more the vandals i'm referring to because i feel like Early Vandals, you know, the Anarchy Burger, you know, the, the, and, and, you know, when in Rome and stuff, that stuff's great. It's great punk music, but it's just not as fun. Like it's, it's still like them trying to be punkers, you know, they're trying too hard to be punkers. And that's like, like throwing it back to no effects too. When, when you have to constantly say what you're doing is punk, that's just fucking annoying. It's just fucking obnoxious. (laughs) And that's all Fat Mike does 
All yeah. he does is talk about being a punk rock, and all he does is talk about you know trying to be like Darby Crash. And it's like, dude, Darby Crash died over forty years ago, and he was a piece of fucking shit. And the germs sucked. I don't give a fuck. The germs fucking sucked. I don't. And Darby Crash was a fucking get him, get him, stupid fucking addict, a piece of shit. He was just a fucking dumb shit. He was dumb. You watch any interview. You watch the fucking what is that the the fall of Western civilization, whatever yeah. the fucking movie it was. He's a fucking idiot. He's a, he's just stupid. Hey, who the he fuck can't even cares? like, he could barely like articulate a fucking sentence. And it's like people worship Darby crash and I just don't fucking get it. And the germs were not good. The best thing Pat Smear ever did was Nirvana. His short stint in Nirvana. I, I, I don't disagree with any of that. And, like, and yeah, I do I just, love no I just effects, hate that, but that I idolization of Darby. Really crash. hate no effects. Going back to the Vandals, though, the Vandals for a long time, I thought, were, were just like the perfect band in the sense that they never took music that seriously. They did it as a hobby, not as a job. The Vandals yeah. music, but even though it was like a job, but up until this week, up until Descendants. Yeah. And and, and I, wow. with the Vandals, they're like every member, or well, not, well, I mean, really Warren and Josh are amazing musicians, like really, really great fucking musicians. And you can't really make that argument with most punk bands. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've, I've, I mean, let's get into the Vandals the whole episode. Fuck the Descendants. We could. Damn. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Let's just get into Josh Freeze. That's it. Um, what what song were we, just, were we just talking about? We were talking about, well, we had kind of, well, we were finishing up with, uh, not Marriage. What song were we finishing up with? Bikeage. The second to the last song. Yeah, Bikeage. Okay. And then you, you briefly touched upon... Your favorite song, Suburban Homes. Okay, yeah, and that's what led into the the, gotcha. the nerdiness. So so let's get, let's get into Suburban Home. Yeah, since we've already started with this. What 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 wrong B is this of yours? This is my two B. Okay, this is, is almost hope, my one B. This was my hope almost my one B. Hope is my one B. Yeah. Okay, that's fine then. I'm happy with that because hope's my three B. Oh my God, hope is. Oh yeah, okay. But we'll get into hope in it after yeah. after Suburban. So yeah, suburban suburban home. I love how it starts with it starts and ends with that silly emo opening and and, and closing, where it's just like that stupid spoken word thing. And yeah, I want to uh, be stereotyped. I want to be classified. <laughs> but then it goes into like uh, I want to be stereotyped. That's very, that's very snotty. That's very like subhuman UK punk, right? It, I want to be stereotyped. But then I want to be a clone. Like, that's so melodic. When that dropped, man, I've I've heard the MXPX version so many, but the MXPX version doesn't do justice. Did you you listen to the MXPX version by chance? I I did not. So, like, what what blew me away with this one was the MXPX version, who I love, don't do the snotty punk stuff well because they're they're a pop punk band at best. They're a Christian band, yeah. Whoa! I mean, they start as a crit. Easy there, Tiger. Whoa, reel it, whoa, reel <laughs> it in there, dude. Reel whoa. it in there, dude. How about that, dude? But they don't do the the ah wanna be staring on time. They don't do that well. When when I heard Descendants do this, and I was like, wow, this is fucking so crazy. This is mm-hmm. this is insane to me. But then it still drops into a very very melodic, very catchy, amazing chorus. When they talk about suburban numb, and I was like, wow, <laughs> you've just you've just perfectly blended punk and pop punk. I I I I was blown away. I'm still fucking blown away, dude. I I the song's not even two minutes long. There was a point where I, I was on, on the way to work, and I do like I do beginning to end, and then I go end to beginning. 
sometimes, like when I'm going to and from work, if the album's short enough, or I'll take a long route. And this oh, one, yeah, I was yeah. going end to beginning on the way home from work. And when it got to it, I just listened to it like four times in a row because I was like, wow, this is so fucking good. This is so amazing. <laughs> it is really good. And so let's talk about the bass playing in this real quick because it's fucking squirrely as hell. So squirrely. I love that. And mix, mixing that, that squirrely bass playing with just how pop punk this song really is with that super catchy chorus, this is 100% Green Day during the Dookie era. You have you oh, have Mike yeah, Dirt's sure. squirrely bass playing. You have Billy Joe's, you know, really melodic parts. But still, he, during the Dookie era, he still had a lot of snottiness. But he he balanced it so well with the melodic parts that it just it, it was just perfect. Because Kerplunk was mostly all snotty with a little bit of you know the 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 melodic stuff. But Dookie really perfected that style, and it's straight it's straight up lifted from songs like this. Like without a fucking doubt, I I never realized until this week how much Green Day was influenced by this fucking band. It's it's insane because I always kind of thought as I always thought Green Day like as their own entity. Like they're just so unique. Like Billy Joe's vocals and and Mike Dern's you know bass playing and Trey's drumming was just so unique. But after this week, not so much. Not so much, man. Well, I mean, like Green Day took a lot from like Op Ivy too. Like, there's there's well, a yeah, lot of true. similarities between the two there, and just that whole like Bay Area hardcore scene. I mean, there's there's a lot of things with that. Green Day just took it into a more, and like the word mainstream has a lot of negative connotations, so that's not a fair, but like really like in a mainstream way, they're writing mm-hmm. music better because inherently like pop music sells, and and humans want to hear pop music. We want to hear melody. That's why. That's why chants, you know, that have been passed down, like folklore chants have been passed down from generation to generation for thousands of years because we yeah. like them. They're, they're, they're catchy. They're melodic. So there's nothing wrong with being mainstream, taking it to the pop realm in the sense of, of not like pop music per se, but more like a pop centric, a pop focused style of writing music. But for sure, this song reminded me of Dookie too. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So damn catchy. And uh, this is one of the few songs where there's like a little bit of a guitar lead. I don't want to call it a solo, but it's more of a guitar lead during that bridge. It's something that uh, you don't hear Frank do really at all. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. It was a nice little touch to, to everything, but really huge shout out to to the rhythm section and the vocals on this one. They It just... It's all it's all so fucking killer. This song is fantastic. So it is a perfect blend of surf punk, hardcore punk, pop punk, everything. Oh, this song yeah. is so good. It really, really is. So here's a little bit of uh, suburban home from Descendants. I want to be stereotyped. I want to be classified.
Suburban Home from Descendants. Your 1B, my my 2B, my number two banger. Dude, that bass line, that do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> it's so good. It's it so is. good. This song, I, I still fucking blows me away. It really does. Yeah, totally. Suburban Home. Oh, my God, dude. That's so fucking Green Day. I, I just, it's just, I can't believe how much Billy Joe took from this fucking band. It's even crazy, like, man. E- even when Milo Strange's voice to go higher. Oh, it's amazing yeah. too. Like, I love that. I hear, um, I also hear a lot of, uh, Tom DeLong in, with, with Milo or Milo in Tom DeLong, I should say, uh, especially on Buddha and Cheshi. I mean, just the way, cause Tom kind of. On those two records, he has like that kind of raspiness, yeah. And 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 so does Milo on here because Milo has a little bit of a higher higher voice, but Tom was way higher. But it's still that raspiness, and and Tom has always said his biggest influence is, is Descendants, so that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, I, I heard a ton of Tom on here for sure. When when Milo and Tom are both holding notes like the I want, you can really hear the rasp like crescendo into the last part of that, like holding the note. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now with my mouth. I'm telling you. <laughs> this song blew me away. Yep, yep. So we talked about the lyrics already. Um, So are we good with Suburban Home? Should we yeah, move on? Let's, let's, let's get into Hope. Let's get into Hope, the song we already played, the opener of this episode, kind of. Um. Yeah, this is my this is my one B. This is one of the two songs written or that Milo has writing credits on. This is by far the catchiest chorus on the entire record. Like you, you can't you can't deny that at all, right? I I don't see. I don't think so. I do think really? Suburban Home's chorus is catchier than this. <sighs> Suburban Home is not is it's not as smooth. I think it's I think the that yeah you're right you're right like going from verse to chorus is not as smooth they're both kind of like two different parts that are connected in a way that you never would think and hope is more of a well-rounded song but I do think the chorus to suburban home is catchier than the chorus here I I just do only because of the suburban home it's just because of that that's it though it's that that very very quick da na 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 cuz it's awesome. it's it sounds almost like like an ending to a song like the the closing of a song, the da na na, da na na na. It's just oh man, the way MXP <laughs> that, that close your song so too is funny too. They they they, they keep doing that. Sabre right now, down down down. Yeah, for like a minute they do that. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but then hope, you know the chorus. But wait, I can't even try to sing it the way but he does. I know but day will come. I know someday I'll be, I'll the, be only the only one. one. Oh my god, dude, that is so. It's so cool, man. It's so fucking cool for a band, their first record where everything is just the snotty punk music to come out with something so melodic and catchy and fucking fantastic. It's just, I don't it's, know why it's impressive that, that, and this is my 3B. This is fucking yeah. fantastic. So you hate it. I, I, it's, it's just, uh, I want to talk about, when I'm talking about Live It's too, I want to say that, that their version of, of Wendy. That, that like the Beach Boys version is great. I love it. But then when I heard them do Wendy, I was like, "Well, this fuck, this is a fucking Beach Boys song." And then I went back and listened to the Beach Boys version, and I mean, my God, it just—I love the Beach Boys. You know, I love the Beach Boys. I know. Well, I don't but know why, damn, but dude, yeah, you do. 
Descendants version of Wendy, it, it blows it out of the water. Descendants version of Wendy is so goddamn good. It's so good. But yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Okay. No, this this good. this song this song is absolutely fantastic. It's fucking. This is a perfect song. What, what do you what do you want from me here? Well, what I thought, what I think is interesting about the song is that nobody outside of the that that vocal melody in the chorus, nobody shines, which is great, which is totally fine. But everybody is super in sync with one another. Everything like uh, uh, Lombardo, yeah, Tony, Tony. He's not he's not doing anything squirrely. He's not doing anything crazy, which he does a lot on this record. He's just kind of playing along to the melody. Um, the guitar is playing the exact same. They're they're playing note for note, which is kind of nice because nobody's going off, and it just it just makes for a very simple, good catchy song. The drums aren't doing anything, any crazy fills, nothing like that. Everything transitions and and moves along really, really well and really, really smoothly. Something that no other song on this record does. There's, there's so that, that's what I appreciate like, about this song. There's already a ton of nostalgia with this song just because Sublime did it. And I'm just so yeah. familiar with that version. So like listening to this, I was like, wow, this is still really fucking cool. Not honestly, one is not better than the other. I don't think Sublime's version is better, but I also don't think Descendants' version is better because I love Sublime so much. But this is a great song. The chorus is like my favorite part because the guitar just he just rings out the notes there in the chorus. Yeah, and it's just rather than like adding more notes to it, he's letting Milo do his thing because this is Milo's song, and Milo barely wrote any music. He wasn't supposed to be their fucking singer. He wasn't their singer to begin with. Yeah, he, wasn't he was just there because fucking everybody else was tired of singing. Like, I don't want to fucking sing anymore. And Milo just kept like showing up to band rehearsals because he was friends with them. He's like, I'll just keep showing up, showing up. Their first EP, he's not even on it. So yeah. it's like he was just there and they were like, hey, can you just fucking sing? Because we don't want to sing anymore. And well, he not was a great singer. He was on their first EP, the fat EP, but he wasn't on their because they recorded two songs. Uh, with Frank and who was a who's Tony? I think sang, right? Yeah, it's Frank and Tony who sang on those two songs. It was like a, not a split; it was a seven inch. But their first proper EP was the Fat EP, and that's what yeah, what's where that was Milo's first recording with the band. And then the shortly music, after that, they did this. Yeah, the first record. music they put out, it was, Milo was not on there. Yeah, and correct. and it's it's because like Tony was singing. And he hated it. He finally fucking said, as he's playing the bass, and this was just some random like interview that I watched. It was like a Zoom call, actually, of, of Bill and, and Milo doing it with each other like a couple of years oh. ago. And and Milo was like, "Yeah, dude, I was just I just kept showing them to to these rehearsals because I liked I liked that EP. I liked that those two songs that they released. I liked those; those were cool. And so then I, I just kept bringing like coming along with them, and they allowed me into the the rehearsal studio." And finally, Tony was playing, and they were jamming. And Tony's like, "I'm fucking done with this." Milo fucking sing, like he was mad, like he was really <laughs> pissed off. And Milo, you fucking sing. And so Milo's like, "Okay," but like <laughs> knowing that he didn't want to do this as a career, like none of these guys really yeah, wanted to yeah. do this as a career. And that's just like what really boggles my mind is just, just they don't all like none of them thought they wanted to do this as a career. So therefore, like, why are they you doing like, it? None of them did it. Outside Even, like, of like Bill Stevenson, Bill. none of them did. But he didn't want to do it either because Bill, like, talks about, even today, talks about, like, yeah, like, it would be cool to do, like, what he wanted to do was was put together this, this like, Coltrane-esque, like, jam band of just a bunch of musicians <laughs> just doing instrumentals. And and he was like, yeah, I, I know I could, that would never fucking happen. And that's why that, that process of weeding out with, with Black Flag was so fun for him and a lot of the stuff that they did on All was so fun for him 
But then that's what led him to open up a recording studio and therefore mm-hmm. start producing records for other people to make ends meet, to make money. Dude. Yeah, because Bill, well, yeah, Bill produced like most of the Descendants records and all of the All records, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, all all yeah. all records. I think he one or two Black Flag records, all Descendants, and then he produced a Minute Flag one too that I I brought up. Oh yeah, okay. Last one, but also yeah, yeah like a bunch of that. other a bunch of other fucking like dude, he, so many goddamn albums the dude has produced. So you know, I only listened to the first all. I ended up only listening to the first all record, um, this week, and I really liked it. But I'm curious if any of the all records have like instrumental songs similar to you know the process of weeding out from black flag you know kind of like a more like jammy kind of thing do do you know or how far did you you only got what two albums or three albums into all i i i don't i don't like him that much to be honest i like i like that song that i said the the oh yeah i can't even fucking remember what the song was it's like their most popular song yeah i forgot not to but but i i I don't know. They're fine, and and I think the 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 what do you call it? like the theme of the band is fun. I think that's cool. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like all the your your broken up descendants essentially. So that's that's fun. I don't know. I don't like that. Don't every know, every punkorama that we've heard, I don't like the all song that's on it. It's never bad though. But it's never bad. Honestly, but it's never great. Honestly, we well we always thought that way about uh, Descendants. That's true. We just always kind of wrote them off as a whatever band. The world's on heroin. That's a song. That's fucking all sing. Is really good. Oh, I do like that song. The world's on heroin. That's a good one. The world is a vampire. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) But it's 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 no it's no Descendants here. Here's my hot take. You ready for this shit? You ready for this shit? I'm ready for this shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out and then and then you can agree, disagree, jump on board, or tear me apart. Hardcore punk is a subgenre of pop punk. How so? What, what, what do you think so far? Initial thoughts? What are your your what do you got? What do you think? I, I, I don't <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Here it Explain is. Yourself. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You ready for this? Here it is. You ready for this? Born ready. If the Ramones had come out. In, in a contemporary sense, pop punk. If if the Buzzcocks would have come out in a, a more contemporary sense, pop punk. The mm-hmm. reason that they are punk, they're, they're revered as, as the original punkers, is because of the music surrounding them. So it's not their music per se that made them punkers. It's the mindset. It's, it's, it's the clothing. It's the attitude. It's everything but the music. But if you mm-hmm. just take that music and... To somebody who's never heard the Ramones or the name or anything about them, he said, "Hey, this band just came out with a bunch of music. That's pop punk. They are fucking pop punk. Punk rock, maybe, but they're pop punk. By the third album, pop punk. Buzzcocks, fucking pop punk. Maybe Sex Pistols could be considered a little bit more because you can hear the disrespect in there. But I think <laughs> the original like punkers that people think are the original punkers, that's pop punk because it's very, very melodic. It is based on like structures. It's based on melodies." He's, that you'd fucking are, so are you referring to like are you referring to like the 77 punk scene like the 1977 punk scene like the big three Ramones Clash and Pistols yeah those are those are the ones people generally consider like the original punkers yeah so let's let's just let's let's just take that as as like that it's pop punk music it's fucking pop punk music I mean That's I would say 
I would say if, Ramones, but I wouldn't say necessarily Sex Pistols or The Clash. But the Buzzcocks were the Clash fucking had, pop. The Clash is pop punk music too. Uh, they had some pop punk, but they were way more varied than the Sex Pistols and Ramones. The outside Buzzcocks of the one Ramones record, the late seventies also. And the Clash was. There's a lot of of very very melodic stuff in there. Yes, again, if you just take the outside the extracurriculars out of it, all of these bands from the mid to late seventies are releasing music that is by society standards punk because it's it's going against the grain. It's way more experimental than the hard rock contemporaries, but it's still yeah. very melodic. It's still following a pop structure. They are I still guess. writing catchy choruses. So if that is pop punk music, then hardcore punk is a subsidiary of pop punk. But we just call the Ramones mm. the original punkers. What you mean? Mm, how is, I don't, you I got? don't know. I, I, I don't agree with that because... Why not? It's, it's what part set, of you don't you agree with? Because it's set as the big three, as as punk, and then everything oh, is kind of it's derivative. Set. Gotcha. So because something is set, therefore it can never be changed. No, gotcha. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying oh. it can't be changed. I'm not saying. Why that can't at we all. change it right now? Why Why can't we change it right now? Why can't we call pop punk the original punk music? Uh, why so can't we because say the, that? Because how far do you go? Want to go back? I mean, we could say that even MC Five could be considered pop punk in certain aspects. But I would say they're punk, but like more like like hard rock. Yeah, they're more hard Maybe rock. Maybe blues rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's a stupid. It's it's a. It's hard. I'm to just do saying. That. I'm just saying. I call them as I see, and that's all I can do. I've long said that punk is is just a. A, 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 well, a punk is just Jay-Z the umbrella say, term. It's, it's empire state of mind here. It's just no, a state of is, mind. It's not a genre of music. Punk, no, punk is the umbrella term, and then they go like punk. Is, yeah, punk. There's no band that is just strictly punk. It's just it's 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 fast music at a certain tempo, slightly aggressive, you know, just kind of dumbed down music. That's what punk music is for the most part. Dumbed down rock music fat played fast There's so a you start with punk as an umbrella that 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 did that exactly and and bands like mc5 like death they could be thrown into that absolutely 100 they could be thrown into that even some sweet songs i mean they're more glam rock but they have some more punk influenced songs you could totally throw them under the punk but umbrella. if you're not going against the grain of what everybody else is doing in that decade that's why we'll agree that like the big three were going against the grain of what everybody else was doing they're doing they're looking they're talking not even not the ramones though they're the fucking worst all their no, songs pistols are stupid the worst. love songs no the ramones are, are the worst ramones are dumb dude Ram- uh, pistols dude, the pistols are, are a product about? of their environment the ramones are stupid i'm fucking sick and tired of the goddamn ramones i'm just fucking tired pistols of are way they wrote pop music they wrote pop music about Pop topics. They're a fucking joke. They That's just true. Put they jackets did. on they and did. pants on. Fuck them. The pistols are at least. The, the, the pistols are like, even more phony. What do you, what do you call that thing? What do you call that thing? But like your hands, it's like a puppet on the bottom, and like the hands have like a, the X on the top. It's like a wooden X, and it's what? like strings. Well, if you stop fucking talking, for, yeah, a marionette. Oh, you do know what a marionette is. The pistols are marionettes of <laughs> Mr. <What>? McLean. <laughs> It's why not their act, fault they're terrible. Why are you acting like I was playing dumb about it? I did, because you are playing think, fucking dumb about it. If you oh just listen God, for dude. two seconds, you would know what a marionette is. Everyone knows what a marionette is. Except for me. You didn't know what a marionette seconds. was? <laughs> 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 I was going to go with the NSYNC round. Remember the NSYNC video when they're all like puppets? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would have been so stupid. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, hardcore uh, punk is a subsidiary of pop punk. Pop I, punk I was around agree. before hardcore punk. No. Was, do you think pop punk was around before hardcore punk? Uh, I would say I would say uh, no. That's a tough one. See now, see now you're getting not, not, now now you just now you're just scared you're because because no because what I'm because saying, like your cool hardcore fucking punk no, music. I would say, I would say maybe hardcore of pop punk. I would say hardcore punk was possibly before because of bands like Death and 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 MC5. MC5 are closer to hardcore punk than than pop punk. No, false. False one, one Okay, okay, let's go degrees. let's go back to Death then. Let's go back to Death. They were more hardcore punk than they were pop punk. We just and they barely were, they got were, into death. Act like, but come still, on, we but can't still, even get into that. But still, I, I, I have not got into them as much as you MC5. haven't. But I have. MC Five is for sure closer to hard rock, blues rock than they are. Like but hardcore it's still punk. That's just but silly it's still to closer talk. to hardcore punk. That, that's not. I don't care. It, it, blues rock and hard rock have nothing to do with this conversation. It, it, or, or, it the, does. or this part if, of the conversation. Or this part of the conversation. Holding them into a, a genre of music that is either not <laughs> established or that is well established. But okay, so so don't be mad end, that all your favorite little fucking hardcore punk bands are subsidiaries of pop punk. That's all I'm saying. But I I, I don't care and. And categorizing all these Just fucking saying. stupid bands in these into these stupid categories Just is saying, so baby. fucking dumb. I it's Just so saying, dumb. Baby boy. <sighs> regardless, regardless, hardcore I punk just, generally I just, I, I is like, better. I like than I like I like seeing all these little punkers that act like their fucking music is like the 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 gods like green gift to the earth that's green also that's the greatest thing ever. What are you like, fucking really, are you talking about? <laughs> including you because you think like you're this punker guy, but like really you you just. You're just an offshoot of, of pop music, a Am shitty offshoot at most Am of the I? time. Yeah. Or do you, you just think that, that you're cooler than everybody by by saying that? No, I've only discovered you know, this this week. Like this week really made me like, holy shit! Like fucking hardcore music. Hard, like, Death by Stereo would not exist if it wasn't for pop punk. Like, all your all your favorite bands would not yeah. exist if it wasn't for pop punk. And yeah, that is kind of giving credit to the Ramones <laughs> because I'm calling them pop punk. Okay. Choke it. <coughs> oh, man. You should choke on those fucking dumb words you just spew out. <laughs> uh, all right. What did we hope? Hope. What do we have lyrically on this one? Uh, well, that way. This is, this is Milo's writing. So he's just writing about some flame that he had in, in high school. Flame. That's cool. I know, yeah. That's, it's pretty basic. Pretty basic. But, but. Fucking dope, fucking dope. This is this is stuff that we'll see we'll see later on. And like, how cool is it that? Again, I I, I love bringing this up because it was such a, a hot topic of, of of hardcore punk music in this era of trying to be as hard and edgy as possible and trying to be as, as machismo as possible. And this guy's fucking talking about his heart's broken in dope. high school. Dope. Yep. 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 Get off <laughs> your fucking eye horse. <laughs> All right, so then what is your... Oh, your 2B was... Uh, <laughs> what was your 2B? 2B was uh, marriage. Are you, are you oh, yeah. Married. For whatever reasons. <laughs> so um, so then my my 2... Or no, what? Wait, my You'd 2B. be your 4B. Oh, yeah. No, no so your 3B. Your, your 3B. Your 3B. Yeah, my, th- my 3B was Suburban Home. What was your and 2B? Your three, my 2B was... Uh, Oh my god! What the fuck? You said your two B was suburban home. We haven't gotten your three. Oh B yeah, yet. yeah. Okay, my two B is suburban. Yeah, you're right. Do you even know your B's? Oh my god! 
I'm, do you need I A's and not, B's? I did not color code my uh, my notes very well this week. The tabs? Yes, yes, with tabs. <laughs> oh shit! Your three B's probably, hopefully, my age. Yes, or yes, yes. No, no, no. Three. My my three B. My three B is my age. The opening opener. track, baby. Opening track. Where, where does this one sit Sick for you? fucking it. That's that's just that's just a high B. I I now just have B's just in general. B? Yeah, it's a high B. Okay, so I mean, what a what a way to start out your debut record. This kind of distorted bass line. The snare rolls in. Uh, in the end, this is just like a really good pop punk kind of tune. The the bass playing really sets the standard for the rest of the record. It's kind of the thesis statement of the record that it's going to be crazy it's going to be squirrely and i i I just think that i just think it's so great it's it shows the best of everything that you're going to hear on the record with the pop melodies the crazy bass playing the good drum fill the great drum fills and everything like that and just decent to good guitar playing it's really what it is and what i noticed you know listening to the song many times over the week jeff kresge from AFI, Tiger Army, and stuff like that, he, um, it sounds like he took so much influence from from uh, from Tony, because Kresge on on the first two AFI records, especially Answer That and Stay Fashionable, it's it's just all over the place. It's all over the place, and it sounds fucking awesome. It's turned up a little bit higher in the mix, much like I feel Tony is. I feel like Tony's turned up way higher than than Frank's guitar, and I'm not mad about it at all. I, I think, think it, it adds such a cool. Purposeful. Yeah, I think so too. I think it adds such a cool tone to the record because you're, all the rock bands you're hearing, it's always the guitars overtake everything, and then the vocals, drums, and then the bass. For the most part, is buried unless you're getting into like Zeppelin stuff. You know, the bass is always buried. <laughs> so, dude, like sucks. the guy, the guy was born in like World War Two. Tony Lombardo is so fucking old. Like it's just, know, it's right? crazy. It's crazy how old he is. So he's born in forty five. So what is he? Seventy five right now. Yeah, he's fucking old. old. But yeah. he was like legit, like fifteen years older than these guys, and when they're in their teens, and he's like almost thirty. That's crazy to think, right? Like, it's how do they even? Bizarre. Like, I never really read how they met or how they connected to form a band like this like two of the guys i think frank and tony like lived close together and and they just lived in like the same house and they just heard him practicing and eventually bill showed up and then they met milo and milo just kept going to rehearsals and he was not a part of the band and finally they're like just fucking sing milo and that was i don't know that's that's just how it was it's <laughs> the way it is but it's crazy being like 32 33 years old and then you just you're in a band all of a sudden with a bunch of 18, 19 year old kids. Yeah, it, you know, no, it's like, just it was like it's a 16, weird thing. 17 in the in the early days. Yeah. Wow, that's cr- fucking crazy. Yeah, that's that's, that's a no no now. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, that's dude. Like like early early videos of of them in the early early to mid eighties. Bill Stevenson was pretty jacked. He was pretty he was pretty buff. Was he? I don't yeah. think, I don't think I've seen really any pictures. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty or buff. And then when they did uh, when they did Riot Fest and, and they, they like rejoined slash joined slash rejoined, they did Riot Fest. They uh, they didn't tell anybody, but they said, "Oh yeah, just so y'all know, we're going to play Milo goes to college in its entirety." Here we go, and then played it. And, like <laughs> fucking blew minutes. people's mind. 
But that's so cool, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's what, sick. That's what everybody wants to hear. Yeah. And that and like a few songs here and there over the 80s material, you know, over the 80s era of the band. That's fucking cool, dude. God damn. I wish I wish I would have gotten into into this band soon, like 20 years ago. I know and, we could have seen them in high school at some period or at some point. And then the, yeah. the early 2000s to, I don't know, actually the all of 2000s. We could have seen them at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. When we were going to shows like every week. Damn. Wasted opportunity. But yeah, man, yeah. my age fucking rad song. This is this is very surf rock sounding. This is very surf rock sounding. I like it. You add some verb to that to that that guitar. It's a surf rock song. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. But it's never his his guitar playing, I just don't I don't get it. I don't get why people like him so much as a guitar player. There there are songs on here that he's just like, dude, he, there's like no distortion on the guitar and it's just He's too, he's turned up really loud and he's, he's hitting, hitting all really these chords. Hard. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, it's just it's just he he's blowing out his amp and it sounds like shit. Yeah. But because they're writing a song that also kind of sounds like shit, it's fucking dope. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's just crazy to me too, you know, they they make this record and then Milo leaves and then Frank kind of has like a I don't want to say a breakdown, but he just kind of freaks out and burns all of his equipment. And then just leaves the band and moves to Oregon or Washington or something like that to become a fisherman. And, you know, nobody really saw him or talked to him that much outside. I think I think Bill was the only one who like kept in contact with him and for like 15 years or some shit like that. And that's I mean, like these guys fish a lot. And and, and, in some contemporary reviews of Milo Goes to College get mad at the at the song. I think it's Catalina Catalina. That talks about how like the the boat smells like fish and people are like oh that's fucking a euphemism for vaginas and that's misogynistic. It's like dude no these guys like fished a lot, yeah. like to the point where they would fish all night, drink a fuck ton of coffee because like they didn't drink alcohol they just drink a lot of coffee, like truthfully just <laughs> drink a lot of coffee, and then went uh, and jammed in the same like onesie that you fish in. So they have fish guts all over their fucking bodies as they're jamming. Yeah, there's I, no I, deeper meaning to this band. I, I don't. I think I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Everything is pretty much taken at face value. If not, there's some sarcasm with some of like the more politically charged songs. There's just it's just really really sarcastic. It's nothing about this is angry and yeah, man. And then one of the guy, not actually, he didn't play in the band. I think he was like a um, an engineer for the band or. Who was I forgot who it was, or maybe it was one of the guys involved with all. He actually died because his his boat sank during a storm. He was out fishing and a storm came in and his boat sunk and he died. Damn! That, did you read that? No. Yeah, I I think it had to do. With, I think it was in like the early '90s or late '80s. So it was during the all era, and somebody involved with the band, like a close friend of theirs, died died out at sea and. And they, they, they kind of, like, didn't make fun of him, but they were like, yeah, like, he died doing what he loved, like, buried by 15,000 pounds of fish or something like that because it was, like, Jeez. a fishing boat or some shit like that. So, I don't know. That's one way to go out. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, my age is, uh, is my 3B. So, let's, let's kind of talk about the, real quick, about the um, the what is it, the suffix the, the the edge the edge like the my yeah. edge the bike edge um 
is this really a thing? I mean, we're obviously we're obviously from Southern California. I didn't really understand this kind of slang. We do it sometimes. We do add we? these stupid, not just like specifically AAG, but like dudeage, like dudeage. Like you'll we, yeah, we say true. things like that. Yeah. yeah, and for sure it, it holds true because we didn't really listen to Descendants, but we still did it. We still but added we, things after. But we still grew the up in word. the scene. We still grew up in the scene, and you know. It, so I just don't remember this. Either being they a, started being a it thing. or or any I don't know, but like yes, you 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 add things to that after. Not specifically edge, but like obviously there's all these other surface yeah, phrases. Other things, yeah. But like yeah, do you like dudage? Like I don't know. <laughs> well that, yeah. that was just a that was just a guy's nickname. <laughs> a guy that we knew that was his nickname. Oh, that was my fucking that's what my uncle would always call me. Oh really? Yeah, before high school. Oh, okay. And I just, uh, that was just one other, I've, I've heard other people say dudeage and, and I, I just some tunage, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't, I've never heard it outside it's of very, the guy from school. We went it's to very, school with uh, him. Called him it's very Polly Shore sounding. It's very like, like Polly Shore. Oh, yeah. Was so goddamn funny in his heyday, but very Polly Shore sounding. That's, that's something like, like would be there. Like, uh, listening <laughs> some tunage, bro. <laughs> or, Leaning Tower of Chisa. Leaning Tower of Chisa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that Polly Shore is something else. Something else. Oh, yeah, boy. I don't know. It's 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 cool. It's it's funny. Their <laughs> their their live album is called Liveage. That's funny. I do like that. Just like nothing is taken seriously, and this band nothing itself is not taken seriously because it takes so many fucking breaks. Yeah, and then and then also let, let's talk up real quick about the um the the character the character Milo, I mean they Milo wanted to literally go to college, so they they kind of like as like a a sarcastic like funny thing to do they they wrote like what what did the band the band wrote something kind of sarcastic like oh, Milo's this this album's dedicated to Milo because he's going to college or, or they said something stupid like that and they only signed off as the three remaining band members. Yeah, and then and then the the character of Milo was created by a friend of theirs from high school who used to make fun of Milo for being such a for being such a nerd. So we'd always like draw these like stupid characters of him, and they used those those kind of original caricatures of Milo for the this record along with pretty much every record they put out since. And and honestly, like as far as as brands go. Like the Descendants are not that successful of a band. They're they're nowhere near like the Misfit style status or no, or no. like like the Offspring who have a brand who have a, a logo or the Rolling Stones are nowhere fucking near these massive massive enterprises. But even if you don't know the Descendants, you've seen that caricature, carry carry caricature, caricature, caricature. I can't even say it. It's you keep one. saying it. I'm not caricature. Gonna, see, even though you keep caricature. saying it, I'm still not going to be able to say it properly. Just say it. Just try. Caricature. 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 There you go. Caricature. <laughs> even though they're, they're, they have not achieved like mainstream success, much like everybody else, even like Black Flag. Black Flag has achieved a lot of success because of who they are. The tendency of just kind of like, I don't want to say under the radar, just like barely on the radar. But they're mm-hmm. so influential. I guess if there was like a, a Venn diagram of like success meets influence, 
Like descendants would not be in the middle of that thing. They'd be right on the edge of that Venn diagram to where they have massive, massive, massive influence, but they had not had like that much success mainstream wise. You're right. You're you're but totally that cari- right. caric- caricature caricature <laughs> caricature is is highly dude, like everybody fucking knows that thing. I know, right? And yeah. it's just the fact that they've used it across almost every record has been so cool. I mean, it, it's been revised over the years of, across several different people who've kind of recreated it, but it's it's generally been the same. And <laughs> it's it, it's funny because it's bred out of a guy that cared the least about the band. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just so funny how they how a guy yeah like you said a guy who cared the least about the band really. Yet the rest of the band catered to him so much to the point where they wouldn't even replace him as a singer. They essentially created a brand new band. Yeah, that's I thought that was weird. Band. Because yeah. it's not I don't know. I, I guess it's just to preserve the the what do you call it? The the brand at that point. Which, you know, honestly at that point, you know, they they had put out three or four solid records. They had a great following. Why why kind of, you know, taint or diminish the value of the band of the brand with a new singer like i i I feel like that was the smarter thing to do i really really do and what's so cool too is that like even though they had the band all um milo still contributed like he still would come along and and be featured on some of the songs and i thought that was so cool so damn cool oh man and then those motherfuckers put out like eight records and like 10 or 11 years or something like that yeah something crazy like that the black flag put out fucking like four in one year well i mean well that's not really a fair comparison because all that black flag stuff had been written and recorded and it was just all released like all at the same time true so that was a little bit different well it's not that different but oh it is but that's fine all right so do we want to play any any of uh my edge we haven't even played it at all or what do you want to do we haven't talked. We haven't played like anything, but let's. Okay. Uh, Do you want to move on to the next song then? That's fine. Whatever. Okay. So, uh, so what is your what's your four B then? I just have one, two. I have two more high Bs. Okay, let's get into those. One is parents, which I do want to talk about, and then the other one is Tonyage. All right. So Tonyage is my four. Parents is my five B. Okay. So this, there we this go, makes perfect boy. fucking sense. There so, we go. So let's get into this. What, what do you got first? Uh, well, let's do your 4B. Let's do Tony Edge. Tony Edge. So this has this has that that kind of surf style guitar. Um, I really dig that. I uh, I like the call and answer parts of the song. The bass line is super smooth. Drives the song along so well. Uh, some great drum fills. And what's really cool, I mean, it's a really short song in general. I think it's what, like a, a little over a minute, if that. And uh, but the song gets faster and faster as it goes along. It just con- is it's constantly speeding up, and I just love that excitement and just how silly it is. So, yeah, Tony Edge is a good one. That's Tony what makes this song so great. Is this song is a fuck? It's just a joke. And this one has the guitar and the bass playing with each other, like they're like they're note matching. They're having yeah. fun, and Bill is shredding it up on the kit, dude. He's fucking going crazy. He's just like tearing yeah. it up. And this is cool because we'll hear Black Flag do things like this later on. And that's rad because of Bill. Like, damage is solid. <laughs> but it's crazy. Like, you what? sounded like Will, Will's Hulk Hogan. Because of Bill, dude. 
I swear, dude. Because we're, Bill. We're, we're slowly Maybe turning like, in, like into like dudesy po- dudesy podcast. Dudesy, po- dudes, dudesy podcast fanboys. Yeah, we're, we're slowly DPFs. turning into the <laughs> DPFs. And it's funny cause, cause, because what? Bill's like biggest influence in his early days was Robo. Like that was his biggest drumming influence was the way he drummed. He thought it was fucking great. And then I guess Bill would start using like bigger, bigger toms, bigger drum kits, a lot of cymbals. And then he would like put pillows, not just in the bass drum, like everybody does, but in the toms to get a, a more deaf sound on the drum yeah, kit. Yeah. He'd be taping like fucking, they said they used to tape wallets to the, uh, to the snare so they can get a more deaf sound, tape wallets to the toms to get a more deafening sound. So there's a lot of cool stuff that like Bill was doing that piggybacked off of Robo from Black Flag, but then making it like his own style. And I think that is that is unreal. That is so underrated for a drummer. I think Bill Stevenson is one of the greatest punk drummers of all time. After this whole week, unfucking believable. The stuff I he was, was doing, yeah. complex wise, just just songwriting wise, my God, dude. Like he was the songs he wrote for Descendants and Black Flag are so good. I agree with you. I, I feel like he's super, super underrated, much like Tony Lombardo is too as a bass player. He's really underrated. Like he's the he's the Jeff Kresge of this era because Kresge, you know, he, he had he did those first two AFI records, Tony Lombardo did the first two descendants records, and then they're kind of forgotten about, you know? My only I mean, my only knock to Tony is that he was old. So we had a lot of time yeah. to like craft his craft. Whereas these guys Still. are coming in super young and doing it kind of just stumbling into it. Whereas Tony had time to like hone that craft. Yeah, that's, so that's true. my only knock. Still fucking great though. Still so good. It's still better than a lot of fucking bass, 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 punk bass players today. No, you're, you're totally right. Totally right. Oh boy. Um, should we play a little bit of Tony Edge? Tony's good. Everybody's shouting, having a good time. I love it. It is. Dude, the call and answer, like, they only it's do it for, I think fantastic. it's only, like, the first verse. Yeah. They don't do it, like, in any other part of the song. And, like, dude, it just kind of keep it up. It could have just really um, made the song way better than it is. Not to say it's bad by any means, but it just, it really could have just catapulted it into another level of greatness had they kept doing the call and answer. But, um, yeah, so here we go. Here's a little bit of... Tonyage from uh, Descendants. There you go. Tony Itch from Descendants. All 55 wow. seconds of the song. So good. So good. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. Uh, lyrically, dude, there's so much gutter mouth here. 
just yeah. the, the the snottiness of the lyrics um how they're talking about how everybody around them are just posers and just a couple years ago a couple years prior the sur- like everybody was trying to be a surfer or a glam rock per- glam rock guy and now they're now they're just jumping on the punk bandwagon and i just i just love the 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 snottiness of it all it's good which even like even some surf rock dude even some of that early 60s surf rock could be considered pop punk some of that stuff oh double times God, in the drums dude. i'm just saying even though it's got a lot of verbs, some of that's heavily distorted. Just saying, oh just calling it out there. Then you're just mad you're that just you finally realize that that your that your your precious hardcore punk bands are just a subsidiary of pop punk, which is fine. It's not a big deal. You know, the stupid. And to thing be honest, about pop punk has gone a long way since inception, whereas hardcore punk has not. You know, one of the really dumb things about th- what you're saying is that is is the fact that I actually like pop punk so I'm not getting offended like you're trying to poke at me here Oh you're for sure offended you hate it you hate I'm the not. fact I, that I, like, I your like favorite little punk. hardcore punk bands are just a subset of of pop punk One of one of my favorite bands of all time is a pop punk band are you, That is, is the are, only pop stupid? punk band that you like Are you stupid That is the only pop stupid? punk band that you like though that's what are I'm saying Are you stupid answer me are you stupid That's what I'm saying The only are band I can think of lady? that that really took from not just generic punk is some 41 who incorporated a ton of metal into their mm. some of their better albums yeah, everybody else true. yeah you're a subset of pop punk okay that's fine I, I i don't care i i think you're wrong in most of these cases but i mean if you believe you're right that's fine i mean we could all be delusional about some things i'm not delusional uh, this is my, just my, one of them yeah, well, for you the same the same cosmosism is all i can do well you could say a lot of things. I could say a lot of things too, but it's not the way she goes, boys. So okay, all right. <laughs> uh, what well, parents? Do you have any, what I, I was going to ask: Do you have anything different on, on, or anything lyrically differently on on Tony Itch, or anything you want to add? Oh no, I I I, I like I like Tony Itch. I think it's funny. I think he's just shouting out how stupid the scene is. Yeah, it really is. It's it funny. Really is. So yeah, parents. Let's get into that. What, what what do you have for this one? This is this is a cool surf punk song. This is like I think their coolest surf punk song they have. I think there's definite vibes there that is surf punk. And I love the guitar in this one. It's messy and it's in the background just making noise. Here's the one yeah, where it's just yeah. like, dude, what are you fucking doing? But I love <laughs> it. Some like some some note picking, but the distortion is so high that you can't even fucking pick up what he's doing. And it's just like, what are you fucking doing? It sounds like shit. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. The the guitar can be completely taken out of this song, and it wouldn't change the song really at all. Like it, it it's so it's just it's so secondary. This entire song is driven by that bass line that is literally it's the same bass line through the entire song except for the very end. He changes it up a bit, but it's really that that's the entire thing. Entire song is that one bass line, which is fucking super cool. Um, it's one of their slower punk songs on the record, but, uh, that's okay. It's, it's, it works for them. They know how to write these kind of songs and they know how to write them really well, even like during the, but, and then, so throwing back to to the baseline, even during the bridge, when it gets to that, like kind of staccato part where, where the drum is, the drum is just the, the snare and floor time that da, 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 just that part. He's just kind of hitting the same notes, but just kind of, just not kind of like walking it along. It's just kind of just very abrupt and staccato like, and I, I just love the simplicity of this song. It's got, it's fucking great. It's fucking so good. If there was a song 
that at the time would have would have gotten them their asses kicked by any of their more punk contemporaries, it's this one. You this think is, so? This is it. Dude, parents, why won't they just shut up? <laughs> parents, they're so they fucked up. They just don't up. understand. Are you kidding? I if know. if Henry Rollins had spit these fucking lyrics, are you joking? <laughs> He'd have been stabbed by his own band. But this is another example of like, you know, the vandals. This is much like the vandals, you know, it's where they're just kind of doing this just to be idiots and just to be funny. I, I feel like they wrote the lyrics to this song and, and several songs on this record just to be funny and just to kind of make themselves laugh to to make, poke fun at the punk community for taking themselves so for taking the scene so seriously. So they write I'm something not, as ridiculous as this. I'm not as convinced. Much like the I, I I don't think there's a more meta explanation other than they're really just mad at their parents. And I don't think it was like, oh, we should shake the punk scene up. I don't think they were that smart. I don't think they were that great at writing great songs. They just wrote a stupid song about how much they did. I mean, it wasn't even fucking Milo. This is not a Milo song either. This yeah. is, I think the guitarist yeah. wrote this one. But I think, they, yeah, this I think is, Frank wrote it. Which is funny because the guitar is like the worst fucking part of the song too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. But yeah, yeah, Frank, Frank I, did write this song, yeah. I, I don't think like there was a more meta way of writing music for these guys. I think they literally just wrote a song, How Much They Hate Their Parents, and it's so childish. And I don't think they thought, let's shake up the punk world. Let's, let's shake up what everybody else is doing. It's just, they wrote a dumb song that just happened to be, I don't know, fucking endearing enough for the punkers. <laughs> Again, I, I I go back to like the guy that's that's growing up out of place and in whatever scenario you want to throw out. It could be just any walk of life growing up in a vastly different walk of life, but because they grew up together, they're in the same scene, they have the same end goals. Everybody accepts that outsider as one of their own. Descendants were the outsider in the punk scene. No one has ever shit talked the descendants ever, no, even in the true. early days. Like Henry Rollins has never done it. No one, everyone's always just paid like mad respect to Descendants because of what they did. And they have no idea what they even did. I think no idea. I I think the reason why they've nobody ever says anything bad about them because one, the the songs are great, the music's great. uh, But also, they seem like very genuine, nice, nice people. But they also have that sarcasm, that, that, that child, that childish humor. And I feel like a lot of people like that. That's why nobody ever talks shit about the Vandals. Or they rarely talk shit about yeah, the Vandals. That's true. It's much the same thing. They they just they have never taken them, themselves seriously, and they just they're there to have fun. And descendants are the same way. And because neither band blew up, they're not going to be criticized for selling out like Blink. Like Blink are 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 kind of the same way, but Blink blew up and have sold fifty million records, you know, and they've put out some bad records like Nine, but. Oh, you know, so so a lot of people make fun of them for for that for that reason. But yeah, because Descendants and Vandals never achieved that success, they're they're still respected within the music community. Honestly, not just the punk scene, but music the music community. And it's cool too because they've learned to adapt. Like when they played Riot Fest, all of their 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 homophobic lyrics, Milo changed the lyrics and wasn't he saying did, yeah. he didn't say the same thing, which. It's cool that you still play those songs because you still did those songs at a certain point in your life, and those songs are still pretty fucking good. But that's also cool that you can acknowledge that like time has moved on, 
And if you don't like adapt with the times, then you're going to be left behind and become like a relic. But yeah. it's cool that they can incorporate old fans with middle fans, new fans, and become something just bigger, it's just something better than your traditional hardcore punk that is just crusty and, and fucking gross. And, and also, you know, with that example, it doesn't seem like something that was forced. Like it was something that they did because of you know pressure from, from from the festival or anything. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like a very genuine thing, and and I like that. Like it see everything about this band seems so genuine and sincere, and I love that. that's one of the things I I I find so endearing about the band is, is how genuine they are, or how they seem at least, and, and a, a you know going parents, <laughs> but then and then you but then you get into a record like Enjoy. Which is just straight up, just you know, <laughs> it's, shit. It's we would do, we would have done, yeah, shit. We would have done, you know, going into a studio at nineteen years old, you know, just if we have like X amount of dollars to go waste in a studio, that's the kind of shit we would do, you know. Fuck, when when I was when I was, I, I will say this: when I was like ten or eleven years old, when Home Alone two came out, or right after Home Alone two came out. They you used to be able to buy like the old Talk Boys. Remember that and you put a cassette in and you you can record in it. Yeah, I kid you not. My friend John and I, that's all we would do. We we had a cassette tape and we would just fart into this Talk Boy and record ourselves farting onto a cassette tape. Yeah, that's literally did, what we fucking did because it's so fucking funny. It was fucking hilarious. And even oh, not only that, when we used to do a uh, Three Bub Spit game, that old po- that old video game podcast we had. There were I, there was one episode where all of us kept farting into the microphone, and we're fucking thirty year old men, because it's and we're so farting into microphones. Stupid! It is so fucking dumb, but it's hilarious. What are the lyrics from? Enjoy it was like sniff my ass while I pass gas. <laughs> like for, just just the alliteration there is is, is funny on its own, but it's yeah, so yeah. like you there's no hiding it. There's no hiding <laughs> the immaturity there. And oh, you're absolutely right. And that's not so. Like that's 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 their third album, all right. So they've already they've already enjoyed like a lot of success in the underground scene. They're already highly respected in the underground scene. They're already making waves, right? Milo came out. Their second album dropped. They had that bonus fat that came out, and then Enjoy hits, and it's like a it's almost like a 180. They're going backwards in time. They're doing things that they should have done <laughs> in their first album. Like that's how fucking that's how much. This band does not give a shit about anything except having fun. Yeah, yeah. And I do like how, you know, reading more about, like, the, the, the touring and everything like that, once they reach the point where, like, you know, touring really kind of sucks, I, we don't want to do it anymore, they just stopped doing it. <laughs> they didn't play shows for years until Milo wanted to come back, and then they all reconvened. And then at that point, you know, they had gained more of a following so that they could tour more comfort- comfortably and everything like that. But it's like when they don't want to do something, they just don't do it. They don't <laughs> care. I just straight up don't do it. Yeah. They don't they don't torture themselves. It seems like it God, what a laid back cool band. Really. It's it's so rad. Great band. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do we have uh do we have any other songs we want to talk about? Everything else is like a mid or low B for me. Still good. Love them. Yeah. But yeah. nothing like nothing like crazy important I, I really want to get into. No. Yeah, I don't really, I don't have too much. Actually, there is one song I want to touch upon really quick just because of the lyrics. So, Kabuki Girl, this, this is actually my AP, but it, I like this song a lot because of the lyrics. Because they wrote this song as like a, uh, like a, 
like an F you, like a fuck you to all the songs written about California girls and blonde girls, you know, and just like the stereotypical white girl. And then like, what about, they decided to make a song about like an Asian girl. And I don't know if it was Milo or one of the guys in the band, like loved this girl named Nancy, who was the daughter of the guy who owned this, this uh, cafe called Atomic Cafe in LA. And he just loved her. And he kind of, the song was kind of written about Nancy from Atomic Cafe. And it was just kind of like a, uh, like saying like like all women it was kind of like saying all women are beautiful it's not just like the blonde the blonde california girl that everybody else sings about so it was kind of like a good fuck you to like the beach boys and and just pop music in general and and i like that but it wasn't like mean spirited or anything but i mean there are some like maybe nowadays some some of the lyrics might be uh outdated but i like that they were just kind of throwing the middle finger up to pop music at the time with this song this is one that that a lot of the reviews I read were were very like this song was problematic and honestly I don't see a lot in here that makes you think like oh this is definitely a no no it it's not it's not that bad yeah I I really don't I don't really I mean it hasn't aged perfectly but it's I, actually, still I don't even not see fucking anything offensive. in here that's 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 really like super offensive I think I think it would be like you know Colleen just because she's Asian she's like a Kabuki girl so it's like a like a very Japanese specific but, thing and but that's a real thing like the the kabukis is just like it's a, some type of it I is look too much into it, it but some type of japanese thing so i don't know it, assuming that he doesn't know anything about that is is one thing but and i think i think assuming. what people are offended by is that the generalization of japanese people as they all they're all these like white-faced black-haired beautiful women I think that that's what people are offended by. That's but, not even what he's saying here. But that's what a, that's what a kabuki girl is. It's like a, it's I like a theater. It's like a theater thing. Like it's a it's like a, it's specific um, to a girl not though. A, no, it is. I think it is. I think it is specific I, to I, a girl. I think it's. I think it's a sometimes just. It's, I think it's just a costume it's like worn a, by a performer in a certain like production. I don't think it's it? specific to a girl. Hmm. Maybe I I thought it was, I thought it was a girl, but actually now just I just fucking. Wikipedia now, and actually, at some point, it was uh, it was all male. It was really it, oh okay. yeah. It, women were banned. Hmm. For, for okay. many many years. That makes even less sense then. Decades. So so maybe my. I mean, okay. So this band is a fucking complete joke. Which is oh my god. It's, I didn't even talk about the the name of the band. Descendants it's spelled wrong. That's not how you spell descendant. <laughs> I know. Like what? What is that? Like, did they just spell it wrong to begin with, or because Milo's it was, a smart it was dude. intentional? No, it wasn't Milo who named it. It was Frank who named the band. I believe it was Frank who named the band, and and it was intentional. They, he intentionally named it, or he named it, you know, or he misspelled the 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 name. That was very it's intentional. so good. Like you, you fucking misspelled the name of the band to the point where it's smart now because you Google Descendants misspelled, you're only going to get the band. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense from a marketing standpoint nowadays, for sure, for sure. But it's just so funny. Like you got a guy that's going to school for like to get his PhD in, in biology or something, and <laughs> the name of your band spelled wrong. <laughs> so good. I do, I do like that a lot. Uh, and, and you know, on, I mean, really, we don't. I guess we don't have to talk about it because it, it doesn't apply to this record. But the whole all thing, the the, I guess theology of it, not theology, but the. Maybe theology, yeah, like the history, the the history the of all history, theology. What the hell is we don't we don't have to know. talk about. Actually, we don't have to talk about it because it doesn't relate to this album. 
really. that was yeah i just kind of wrote that down as a uh as a thing to talk about if we ran out of things to talk about but um i don't know i, I think we should kind of wrap it up because we've talked quite a bit about this record wrap for a 22 up, minute record we've talked like an hour and 20 minutes at least sure so um so let's give our final thoughts on my Logos College and give our rating. So we have our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. I just, I'm, I'm just disappointed in myself. Ultimately that it's just taken this long to get into this album after people have told me, people have told me, yeah. Mr. Mr. Steinhauser has told me from, from the Academy. And uh, if he listens, I don't know if he does. I might text him actually, see if he to uh, listen to this episode. Yeah, and tell him sorry. Um, but yeah, he told me over every time we would run, and he's like, "You go listen to sentence. This song is really good. You like this song? If you liked it, I'm like okay, bro, okay, I'm gonna keep listening to fucking. I don't know what I listened to at the time, but probably some stupid. But so for pooping, but um, mm-hmm. I, w- I was I was blown away. I, I I cannot remember an album that we've done in the pod. I was like, wow, that was really, really fucking good. I, I just I just can't. Like I was truly, truly blown away. This is like everything that I like about music, just in general. Just just everything that I love. All the goofiness of pop punk, all the intensity of punk, all of the cool nostalgia growing up in Southern California with the surf rock, with kind of like the name age. Not specifically the age, but calling things how we just call everything <laughs> dude. You call yeah. a cheeseburger dude, the way you call your mom dude, the way you call your it's toe that you stub on the bathroom corner, dude. It's dude, just, that's, that's, like, yeah. it's, just, it's it's all intertwined in this, and just just how this band just didn't give a fuck in a way that was just childish. Mm-hmm. Just it's really childish. They they didn't know they were giving a fuck. They just didn't give a fuck because they're immature and stupid. But they're <laughs> all really talented. And then Bill Stevenson just goes on to do just do so many great things. Like this guy is the all star of this band, hands down. I agree. Just, God damn, he writes the best songs. His drumming is, is fantastic. He gets better with age. He goes on to Black Flag and just makes them superstars, produces a lot, engineers a lot of their stuff, mixes a lot of their stuff, opens a recording studio where people like like idolize and, and want to go record with, with the iconic Bill Stevenson. And it's yeah. like like the descendants, man. They don't care about the fame. They don't they don't care about this stuff because if they did, they would tour more and they don't. And it's just like, fuck, there's not really a lot of bands out there that have achieved this much non-commercial success, but are wildly successful, wildly influential. Yeah. So they I could, just... I, they, could play, they could play Riot Fest and, and draw thousands of people. It's crazy. They, they really could. If they, if, they, if they wanted to, they could headline like some huge venue and say, we're playing Milo Goes to College in its entirety. Yeah. That's it. Just 22 minutes long. We're ending the set. And they still draw thousands of people. <laughs> yeah, they could definitely. definitely. So I, I don't know, man. This was this was really fun. I really enjoyed this week. The Senator Boss. This is a perfect album because this is Ooh. not just like a fantastic punk album. This is a fantastic pop punk album. This is a fantastic surf punk album. This is everything. They do it all. This is this is perfect through and through. Through Killer. and through. Perfect three out of three Killer. for you. All right, my I'll uh, do my it often. Yeah, well, you do it. You do it too much, but that's okay. I don't do it often, <laughs> often enough. Um, my uh, my my final thoughts on this one. I'm so stoked we did this this week because yeah, we've been we've missed out on so much. Um, I don't know why 
we haven't gone and listened to them, but you know, whatever it's in the past stoked. I just want to get more of their stuff on, on vinyl. And I just want to listen to them more in general. Like they're just so much, so many great things and, and bringing up Bill Stevenson again. I agree with you. What, what he's done outside of the band has been great as well. And what I thought was so interesting was he kind of started his whole producing engineering kind of thing with, with this band with, I don't want to grow up with the second record. Wait, I don't want to. Yeah. That's the second record. Yeah. He starts with that. And the only reason he got to start with that was because the guy that was producing it got so drunk one night and passed out in the studio and Bill kind of just kind of rolled in and kind of started doing it and, and, and working with different sounds and, he's even said like, I don't want to grow up kind of sounds like shit because of me. Cause I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in the studio, but he kind of like, you know, that's how he got, that's how he learned was, was by making the mistakes on that record. But then he became something more and, and got better at, at the craft at his craft. And, you know, a lot of people wanted to work with him. And, and I just think that's so fucking rad. Like everything about this band is so DIY and so kind of fuck it. Let's just do it. Fuck it. Whatever. I don't care if we don't want to do it. Then we don't want to do it. Like, it's just, there's no agenda with this band. Everything is so pure and just seems so natural with them and so genuine and authentic. And I, I love that. I love that about this band. Their music is great. The, the, what they've, how they've influenced other bands has truly blown me away this week and has given me so much respect for the band, but then also even more respect for the other bands that, that were influenced by them by like Blink and Green Day. Like they didn't rip this band off. They took, like it was the right amount of influence that they took from, from descendants. And, and I absolutely respect these bands more for doing so. Like everybody has done it so respectively and I love them for it. And I love this band. I think this band's fucking awesome. So Milo goes to college. Perfect. Three out of three. I don't, Gina. I, I don't do that often throwing out perfect threes, but yeah, it's a perfect three out of three. Dude, the amount of stuff Bill, I just God, dude, the amount of stuff Bill Stevens has produced, he it's just it's insane. Just actually dying, he's produced an album by them. Fucking bad vibrations, uh, data remember he's produced. No effects he's produced. It's just yeah, like the dude. God, man, the guy's just he's, he's a great punk producer. He, he just, yeah, he's fantastic and completely underrated, like we've said. Yeah. So, um, do we have anything else on on Descendants right now, real quick? Uh, no, that's it. That's all. We're good. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Five stars only. Tell all your friends because we are the best podcast ever. And, you know, we're consistent. We do this every fucking week, unlike most Yuzzer. podcasts. So um, that's it. That's all. I got Elvis, the Sun Sessions. My Elvis collection is now complete. Because, all you uh, needed were the Sun Sessions. That's all anybody this, needs. This is it. This is all I want. <laughs> I really do like this. I really think this is really damn good. And and his or the song I chose, Heartbreaker. He's still doing like the Elvis, the hoo, like that thing that he does, but it's yeah. not quite as as annoying as as he will do it later on. And 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 the the musicians he's got playing for him here, they're all like really really fantastic. Bill Black, the double bass player that plays here, fucking phenomenal bass player. And just these songs are very, they're very fifties. They're very you know like swoon baby, like love me, 
Woo me. <laughs> They're nice. They're cool. They are. He he sings a little bit higher too during the sun session. So it's not as it's not as croony as uh as he becomes and is pretty annoying. But uh yeah, the, the sun sessions are really the only thing I would want on vinyl. Where did you get this? Uh where did I get this? Oh, I got it free from Desi. He it was oh, in one of the of piles that he gives me. He's like, oh fuck yeah. Give me one. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> I do want to do Elvis in the Pod one day, though. All of these I really enjoy. Like, I had a lot of fun with. The next two, yeah, I don't here. think I would buy on the vinyl just because, like, why would I reach for this when I can reach for this? So, but, like, yeah. this next one I had a lot of fun with. And that's that's hyper, hyper caffeum spaz, spasinate. spasinate. Yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that even means, but this is. fucking quail is. I don't even know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so good i mean i would just kind of be repeating what you already said because I, I i agree with you yeah, wholeheartedly beat up. um so what is your number three <laughs> uh the album what are you laughing all? about <laughs> i guess that's so stupid that chorus and fugaz repeat up, so repeat up. Stupid. <laughs> I, I honestly i probably say that every day <laughs> like something will remind me of it and i'll go repeat up. Say, i'll so say it like robert dumb. like a bad robert de niro or like Will Sasso oh, doing terrible. Robert De Niro. It's like our impression of Will Sasso doing uh, Robert an impression De Niro. of Will Sasso doing an impression of Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing an impression of Ian McKay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Oy, yeah, okay. So so my, my third my third favorite, all of these I, I I want on the vinyls. He's a little bit weird. He kinda likes different things, but they're all like they're all like homies together. They're all they're all the same. They're all they're all friends. That's like descendants. They're so fucking bizarre. They're so different than everybody else that came out at this time. But everybody accepted them. Everybody liked them because they were honest and they were good at their instruments and they worked fucking hard. Yeah. It's they, unreal. they really did. What so the Yes, yes, yes. They uh Yes. <laughs> yes they worked hard but they also took a lot of breaks they just kind of went with the flow they never pushed themselves as a band you could totally throw them under the punk but if you're not going against the grain of what everybody else is doing in that decade that's why we'll agree that like the big three were going against the grain of what everybody else was doing they're doing they're looking they're talking not even not the ramones though they're the fucking worst all their no, songs pistols are the stupid worst. love songs no the ramones are, are the worst ramones are dumb dude Ram- uh, pistols, dude, pistols are our product about? of their environment the ramones are stupid i'm fucking sick and tired of the goddamn ramones i'm just fucking tired pistols of are way they wrote pop music they wrote pop music about Pop topics. They're a fucking joke. They That's just true. They jackets did. on they and did. pants on. Fuck them. The pistols are at least. The, the, the pistols are like, even more phony. What do you, what do you call that thing? Phony. What do you call that thing? With like your hands. It's like a puppet on the bottom, and like the hands had like a, the X on the top. It's like a wooden X, and it's what? like strings. Well, if you stop fucking talking, yeah, a marionette. Oh, you do know what a marionette is. The pistols are marionettes of <laughs> Mr. <Mission laughs> McLean. <laughs> It's not why their fault. They're terrible. Why are you acting like I was playing dumb about it? I did because you are playing think? fucking dumb about it. If you oh just listen for dude. two seconds, you would know what a marionette is. Everyone knows what a marionette is. Except for me, you didn't know what a marionette seconds. was. <laughs> 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 I was gonna go with the NSYNC round. Remember the NSYNC video when they're all like puppets? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would have been so stupid. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, hardcore uh, punk is a subsidiary of pop punk. Pop I, punk I was around agree. before hardcore punk. No. Was, do you think pop punk was around before hardcore punk? And and honestly, like as far as as brands go, like the Descendants are not that successful of a band. They're they're nowhere near like the Misfit style status or no, or no. like like the Offspring who have a brand who have a, a logo or the Rolling Stones. They're nowhere fucking near these massive massive enterprises. But even if you don't know the Descendants, you've seen that caricature, Cari- cari- caricature, caricature, caricature. I can't even say it. You keep one. saying it. I'm not caricature. Gonna, see, even though you keep caricature. saying it, I'm still not going to be able to say it properly. Just say it. Just try. Caricature. 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 There you go. Caricature. <laughs> even though they're, they're, they have not achieved like mainstream success, much like everybody else. Even like Black Flag. Black Flag has achieved a lot of success because of who they are. The tendency of just kind of like, I don't want to say under the radar, just like barely on the radar. 